New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Dr. Deborah Zucker. She's a naturopathic physician and the author of The Vitality Map, A Guide to Deep Health, Joyful Self-Care, and Resilient Well-Being. Deborah, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. You asked a question of us in your work, What are you asking us to look at? I ask what brings us vitally alive. For me, that's about getting in touch with our unique guidance that's informing us all the time around what is nourishing us, what's lighting us up, what's helping us to shine in our lives. And and that, to me, is a fundamental thing about what it is to be alive and stewarding our bodies and beings through this lifetime, because you know, it's this precious gift that we have to be alive. And how can we live more in touch with the heart of it all? And for me, that question, what brings us vitally alive, sort of helps to wake up and trigger that sense of possibility. So how do we check into our, our level of vitality? Oh, that's a great question. And I feel like that's that's part of a sense of empowerment that we can come into around feeling more connected and in tune with that. You know, for some of us, myself included, my journey has included a, a time of chronic fatigue. You know, so my energy level is a big gauge for me around how vital I'm feeling. I also can tell, you know, when my mind, you know, is it feeling alert? Am I feeling really present to where I'm at? Is my heart feeling open? Do I feel a sense of curiosity and openness and possibility? Am I moving through my days feeling like I'm in more of a raw kind of vulnerable state where I'm taking in what's here to take in and present to what's right in front of me. I mean, those are just some words that I hope might evoke that sense. But for each of us, it's going to be different how we sense that for ourselves. So our health care and especially our self-care involves lots of things. You point out it's a road. It's a journey. The way we normally do our health care is managerial. We, we manage it. We look at our sleep and our exercise and our diet. And Yes. Well, even your voice was kind of touching into it. Like the managerial approach can be very serious. Our, our harsh, strict voices can get a hold of us. We can contract in it and try and will ourselves into doing all these things that we're supposed to be doing to take care of ourselves. And that doesn't really tend to bring us very vitally alive because there's such a pressure on it. And for me, the journey allows us to relax into the spaciousness of our life and to see that our own vitality, our own life energy is dynamic and ever-changing and our life circumstances are always changing. So how can we relate with our self-care in a way that's creative and can dance with all of that that's emerging in ourselves and outside of ourselves and in the world and with our relationships and and to see it as a long-term path, you know, where we're cultivating 
cultivating greater self-awareness over time. We're getting more adept and skillful at navigating the ebbs and flows of, of life in a way that allows us to really usher ourselves into a greater vitality throughout our days. I think that that's a good point. Change is inevitable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how do you suggest that we best move with that kind of change? I know one of the keys that in principles you talk about is resilience. Mm -hmm. And so how would you say that we cope with that kind of change? Yeah, well, as you said, it's inevitable. So in a way, like any approach that doesn't honor that is just going to create a sense of being in a prison or, you know, that we're boxed up and, and it creates the pressure that I was talking about before. So resilience to me is acknowledging that we have the capacity to develop skills, to develop awareness that allows ourselves more of a flexibility and adaptability in life where, you know, life throws us something, you know, we lose a job, someone close to us dies or something stressful happens and we sort of fall, you know, to one side and, and sort of have to find our feet again and, and right. to make the next step. And, but we're doing that with a way where we're supporting our own capacities to get back on our feet and find the next step to move ourselves back towards a state of aliveness. You, you talk about when something like that happens, someone dies or our marriage is dissolving or our kid is in deep trouble and these sorts of things. You talk about something called a stress response cascade. In your book, you go into just great detail of a couple of pages of, of the physiological and the biochemical thing that takes place within us. And so give us a little tour of mm -hmm. what that is. Yeah, so... There, there is no such thing as a stress-free life. And stress can come from, you know, really big things and little things. Even thoughts can create a stress response in us. And just, you know, the brief version of it is that when a stress re response happens, we have a couple different cascades that go on. One is in our brain, you know, in the cerebral cortex, which is more of our rational thinking, what we consider a more higher developed part of ourselves. And so that part of us, you know, becomes extra alert when, when we have a stress response. And also what happens is we rationally look at, is there a reason to be stressed right now? And we assess it. And if there's not, then it, you know, shuts off the stress response and then, you know, carries that message through our body. But if there is, you know, we stay in that really alert state. But then what also happens is our more primitive brain, the limbic system gets triggered as well. And so then we have this whole cascade that goes into our nervous system and into our hormones, our endocrine system that triggers, you know, that sympathetic nervous response where we get sweaty and our heart is beating faster. And we go into that space where we could run, run, run forever, you know, because that's the physiological response. Um, but also our adrenal glands get triggered. So the cortisol, our hormone, you know, gets higher levels and our thyroid gets triggered. So our thyroid's working extra extra hard. And so in this day and age, so many of us are in more of kind of a chronic stress response. And what we're seeing is a lot of people are getting tired. You know, they're worn out, they're burnt out. They don't have that sense of um, oomph, you know, that energy that sort of wakes them up in the morning with the sense of I'm alive and I get to <laughs> live my day. Instead, there's a lot of dragging going on. And, you know, that's because of this chronic stress response. How do we tend to that? 
Yeah, so th- this is a set of what I consider basic life skills, you know, that most of us were never taught of, of how we can actually self-regulate. Yes, this stress cascade happens and there can be a delay between what our rational brain says and what's happening in our body, but we can actually learn skills to shift our state of being physiologically We can shift our state of being mentally, emotionally. We can move ourselves into more spiritually open, expansive states. We have those capacities. And right now they're lumped under kind of the umbrella of biofeedback in terms of being able to shift that. And something as simple as as learning to regulate our breath can serve to move our nervous system from that sympathetic fight or flight state into the parasympathetic rest or relax state. And with practice, we can learn to do that pretty rapidly. We slow down our breath. I often say a place to start is just counting five counts in for your out breath, five counts in for your in breath. You can do that for a couple minutes and even just that can radically shift how your state of being is. You know, I heard the other day someone gave the suggestion is to take a pencil or pen and put it between your teeth, like you're biting down on it so it's horizontal in your mouth, and it forces you to smile. Smile. Yep. They did this study where a group had a pencil in that direction, so it's the forced smile, and then a group had a pencil coming out so their, their face was more in a forced frown, and they watched the same video. And the group that was into a forced smile had a very positive impression of what happened in the video, and the group that had the forced frown was very negative. So it just shows that a simple thing as our facial expression can actually impact our whole meaning-making and the perspectives that we're trying on. And I often in groups will do exercises where we play with our posture, and you can see the same thing. If you're hunched over, it puts you into a more depressed state. If you stand up tall and your chest is out and your shoulders are back, you know, it can put you into a very positive, expansive outlook. Going back to the idea of overall health, it's not just, you know, getting more sleep or what we eat or eating organic or going to the gym or whatever. You take a more holistic approach. It's a wider, broader, deeper approach that includes much more than what we would consider only the physical body. Yeah, all those things you mentioned are important. So the perspective that I take includes that, but it also acknowledges that every single choice we make throughout our days is affecting our state of vitality. And so having that inquiry of, oh, is this choice actually bringing me into a place that's more alive and awake and present? Or is this choice actually subduing me? Or do I feel my energy draining out? Looking at our life energy as an investment, what am I investing in? Is the investment actually encouraging my vitality, my life energy to continue to expand and open? Or is it essentially an investment where it's just going out (laughs) out the door and I'm, I'm draining it away? Right. And yeah, and all of those choices, every single choice we make is about that. You talk about nine principles and we are just just touching the surface here. But one thing about why it's important that whatever it is that we're doing and when we're trying to change our habits and trying to live a more vital life, that we not do it in isolation, but we do it in in connection with others. Yeah. We're relational creatures, and, and it's absolutely vital that we 
have the courage with discernment around who we're opening to, to bring our journey into relationship, to have the support, the accountability, the love, the witnessing, the holding that allows us to see and step into the possibility. Because when we're isolated, when we're alone, it can feel like so many things are the hardest thing to do, that they're insurmountable, that we just keep repeating the same patterns over and over. And then we step into relationship and we're on this shared journey with other people who also have their struggles and are getting creative and finding their way. And all of a sudden, like things that seemed hard aren't so hard anymore. And it's absolutely vital and something that's really missing a lot in in health and self-care. And I really hope that all of us, you know, through reaching out to peers and, and finding those people who want to share in that journey, that we bring ourselves into that space so that we can support each other and in so doing support ourselves. Beautifully said. Thank you so much, Deborah, for being with us today on the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you so much. It's been a joy to be here. Thank you. I've been speaking with Dr. Deborah Zucker. She's a naturopathic physician and the author of The Vitality Map, A Guide to Deep Health, Joyful Self-Care, and Resilient well-being. And if you want to know more about her work, and she does retreats and she does virtual programs, so you can go to her website, vitalmedicine.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Thank you so much for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe. I invite you to please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.